Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Infinite Cup Podcast. I am your host, Robert Breton. Dr. Shiva today, really excited about presenting this one for you. It is such an epic show. We go down the rabbit hole on vaccines, getting away from the conspiracies and the censorship and just the agenda, right? This pandemic, this COVID craziness that everybody's experiencing and really creating a solution. And that is the systems approach, really mastering what it is from the Eastern and Western, right? Merging all of this, merging the Ayurveda, merging the ancient yogic philosophies and techniques with the modern scientific approach. And that's exactly what Dr. Shiva has done. This is an incredible offer. The Infinite Cup discount code, save 10%. This is for listeners right here on the podcast and for people watching on YouTube only. We have a very special offer, 10% off through this course that is designed for an MIT level that you can take right here that is going to be less than an hour that you can fully get the tools to unlock this higher consciousness and become the warrior of the light. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And without any further ado, let's just hop right into it with this conversation with Dr. Shiva. Uh, Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, depending on which time zone you're in. I'm going to have a very interesting interview with uh, Robert Breton of the Infinite Cup. Uh, discussing about what it means to be a healer. And we're going to really take a perspective across East and West. So let me bring in uh, Robert. Robert, are you there? Yes, sir. Very happy to be here let's with go. you. Yeah, let's do it. Very happy to be here. Yeah, the, the word healer comes up. And, you know, when I think of that word, it's about really getting into your gifts and channeling what you are here to do on planet Earth. So it's something I think everyone is navigating towards, especially as we get through this, you know, agenda that's being played out on the surface and navigating this realm of what you have to do in order to really unlock those gifts. So I'm excited to talk to you about that and get a real perspective on how people can really do that. Great. So where should we begin? Let's talk about how we can get into with your path a little bit for people that, you know, want to have a little more of an introduction for yourself. Um, Someone who really has gone through it and, uh, you know, done the work and in order to merge both, you know, the spiritual component with this modern life that we have to live. So finding that balance and then also, like I said, unlocking those gifts and, and really adding the value to, you know, mankind. Sure. I mean, it's an interesting uh, journey for me. You know, I've had the opportunity to experience multiple worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on, on the website, vashiva.com, there's a little essay I wrote called Journey Across East and West, you know, Ancient and Modern Science and Tradition. Yeah. And it sort of uh, says it all. Um, you know, I grew up uh, in an environment, I grew up in two worlds, right? Uh, at a very young kid in my formative periods in India. And then uh, starting at seven years old in the United States and working class neighborhoods in New Jersey, then coming to MIT, then living in Hollywood, and then um, being in the highest levels of academia, going back to India for two years, uh, serving in the Indian government, coming back here. So I've, I've had a, a number of very rich and, but I, I would say the best word is contrasting experiences across multiple worlds. Uh-huh. So if you just take India, when I grew up there, um, India, you know, this is 19, I was born in 63. Literally, if you think about it, only 16 years after India got quote unquote independence. Wow. So India still had many colonial remnants in there, right? Yeah. So 1947 is when India got independence. It's an interesting period to think about. My my parents mm-hmm. grew up in a India run by British colonialism, and so did my yeah. grandparents. And wow. in that environment, 
uh, yeah, so they, you know, so I grew up in two worlds, even within India. Yeah. Imagine living in New York, New York on steroids, right? Yeah. That's one world. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Bombay was. And then the other extreme was this small South Indian village in deep South India, mm-hmm. which had no running water, no electricity, it was small villages. The air mm-hmm. was absolutely pure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you walk barefoot. And, I mean, it was a completely different world. It's what I would probably always have a deep uh, sense of, some sense of home in the sense because it, you were literally connected to the earth. My yeah. grandparents were poor village farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, my great grandfather, I remember him well, he worked in the fields until he was 93. Mm-hmm. He had gone as a kid to Burma. Uh, they had gone through this whole journey in the 18, late 1800s. He'd gone to Burma, come back to India after World War II. And they were essentially poor village farmers, but they lived in this very, very pure environment. Yeah. You didn't have to think about the word organic. You didn't have to yeah. think about the word non All that stuff was mm-hmm. in the, uh, was never there, right? Yeah. And, uh, or, or always there. So, and my, and my grandparents were deeply devout into spirituality. My grandmother would go into trances and channel spirit. She was tattoos all over her arms. Wow. Uh, she was a village here on every weekends, the, or, uh, she was the shaman of the village and she had practiced traditional systems of Indian medicine. Mm-hmm. She could observe your face and she could predict what was going on inside your body. Yeah. And then she would figure out particular formulations for you. And none of this was taught mm-hmm. to her, Robert. It was something that you learned through passing um, masters or yogis who came yes. through. Um, I saw her empirically heal people. So that was one horror world, right? Yeah. A world within worlds, Bombay and this yep. deep South Indian village. And then think about it, my parents, who were, we were considered the quote unquote lower caste in India. Mm-hmm. So the fact that my mom even got educated, my dad got educated, and we ended up yeah. coming to the United States in 1970 is quite extraordinary. Yeah, I bet. And uh, yeah, so it's a quite extraordinary journey that my parents mm-hmm. were able to peel themselves away from that, mm-hmm. given the extraordinary circumstances that they had. Yeah. So, so that's wow. the background. You know, and then I come to the United States at the age of, you know, seven. And then you're in a completely different world, this very traditional South Indian family. Mm-hmm. It's like basically aliens landing in a new world. <laughs> yeah. a new this was drugs and rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was 1970s, still Vietnam wars going on. And Patterson is predominantly all black. Yeah. Um, and then highly segregated, right? And then we go yeah. to another town, Clifton, which was more working class town. And then to Persephone and then to Livingston, which is predominantly all Jewish. Mm-hmm. very wealthy people right so my parents tr- went to all these different public schools so we could we would get a better education then to mit right yeah and then to invention or inventing email as a kid in newark new jersey then to mit before i came that occurred before i came to mit and then realizing mit was really the military industrial academic complex and learning <laughs> right. you know yeah. I, as a as a we started a student newspaper at mit learned activism i never voted for any politician because I saw how both wings of the establishment were corrupt. Yeah. How they did not serve working people. When Trump ran, I saw glimmers of him that he was hitting he was anti establishment. Yeah. And you know, first time I ever voted, then decided to run for office mm-hmm. in two elections. We won, clearly won the last one, but they stole it from us. We have f- two federal lawsuits exposing yeah. the election fraud of mm-hmm. which, you know, we're the only two lawsuits that are standing across all the ones that all of Trump's lawyers filed wow. because we've gone at the issue. Yeah. yeah. But throughout that entire journey, Robert, the key central thing has been systems. Mm-hmm. If you look at the systems of medicine in India, 
they use a whole lingua franca. If you look at the system of engineering, there's a whole language there. Yep. If you look at the system of politics, um, and what I've been, the journey that's led me through all those inventions, all those degrees, is ultimately the latest uh, realization, I mean, or, or the latest ability mm -hmm. of a way that can educate people without them having to go to MIT, without them having to spend 50 years of their lives. Yeah. And literally in about a couple of hours, I can teach them systems. Uh -huh. Because once you understand the science of systems, you can, and there's a core DNA that travels through everything in the universe. Yep. And that is the forces of transport, conversion, and storage. And we'll talk more about that, mm -hmm. right? And how those forces are the same forces that drive your body as a system, political systems. And in fact, the notion of truth, freedom, and health yeah. is directly related to these scientific concepts. So if we're going to build a quote unquote movement, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It cannot be founded on some slogan, right? Like lock no. her up or no. in fact, can get us anywhere, right? Yeah. It has to be founded on principles mm -hmm. which integrate directly with um, natural law. Yeah. So that's where we're at today. You know, we've built a, the latest invention is we have a platform. The mm -hmm. goal is to educate people to build a bottoms up movement because that's how nature operates. It's not yep. top down. Exactly. The other yeah. model is to ed educate people uh, you know, in in the Indian tradition, there's a word called buddhi, B-U-D-D-H-I, which comes from Buddha, which means common sense, mm -hmm. to have wisdom, right? To have yep. the ability of discernment to be, and this is a critical thing that all the great spiritual traditions talk about. Wisdom, mm -hmm. meaning being able to see what is right action, which is what karma is. That's the official definition of it, if you look at the real word, mm -hmm. um, and what that will lead, and, and recognizing that when you look at the world, you have the obvious people who are the asuras, right? The people yep. who try to keep things down, the devils. Mm -hmm. But then the more interesting people that people do not see are the people who are the not so obvious establishment. And that requires a lot of discernment. The reason change doesn't take place, the reason we're in this situation is because we've been, it's not the establishment, it's the not so obvious establishment. Mm -hmm. And we should talk about that. You know, yeah, and yeah, so the goal is to teach people systems, to teach people the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Yep. Why we must build a bottom-up movement. So it's education, and then building yep. community, and then activation. And that's the quote-unquote technology platform mm -hmm. that you know we put together via Shiva. And yeah. the purpose of that is to, and it's it's literally a university online on on the most important scientific concepts, which is systems theory. Yeah. And, and which people will spend a lifetime doing. And then to educate people, you can use those concepts in a very practical way in your local communities. It's not something you wait for a politician. And those concepts are directly connected to the same principles and how your body runs. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's and that's why I love following you and doing this is I talk a lot about, you know, creating the change yourself, you know, and not relying on this political system or not relying on anything that is going to propel that more and that agenda head into that direction right because those are the options that i see that people have and that's something that i just want to commend you for first of all because it obviously it's not easy doing that work and and battling that so let's get a little more in tune as far as what you said as far as getting you know behind the scenes as far as what 
is truly going on because I know people get caught in the surface, right? And it's something that you have to peel back those layers and get away from the the fake news and the media and all this, you know, censorship that all of us are experiencing right now. And it's something that, you know, we have to promote that truth and get that out there even, you know, double is how I look at it, right? As that darkness is spreading, we have to be the light even, even more, you know? So what is really going on, you know, behind the scenes and how can people, you know, create a solution for themselves? Yeah, you're asking a good question, Robert. I think the two, to synthesize what you said, what is going on, which means what is a real problem mm-hmm. and what is a real solution? Mm-hmm. It's a very profound question, actually. Yeah. The real problem and the real solution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the, since we're, you know, in the ancient Hindu texts, right? Yep. They look at the world and, and not that different than how um, the Western Christian texts look at it, you know, as yeah. the, uh, you know, you had first the golden age, right? Yep. And you had the Silver Age and the Bronze Age, and then yep. you have decadence, right? In the Indian mm-hmm. system, they you know they have the whole four ages of the earth, and they go in cycles. Well, yeah. the age of darkness is called Kali Yuga, K-A-L-I-Y-U-G-A. So it goes from uh, Satya Yuga, which was the age of truth, right? Mm-hmm. And in the Kali Yuga is where we are, which started according to the Indian calendar, I believe about 3,000 years ago, 4,000 mm-hmm. years ago. I forget the other, mm-hmm. you, you can look it up. Yeah. But in the Kali Yuga... Um, there's an interesting phenomenon that takes place. Uh, what is right will be presented as wrong, and what's wrong will be presented as right. You have the yeah. utmost um, uh, Maya illusion. Maya exactly. is illusion, which means um, people who are spreading the truth will be, uh, you know, uh, manipulate. You know, the, yep. the those in power will manipulate them to make them appear evil, and those will evil will appear as though they're good. Yep. So you have this complete. Uh, dialectic of of illusion taking place that's what the age of the kali yuga is on but it is also one of the most important periods in the cycles that take place at least this is if you believe in the hindu uh mythologies right or the hindu uh philosophical ideas it's also one of the most important periods to get the most enlightened okay so you have both going on you have mm-hmm. a, a, uh, incredible darkness yeah but you also have an opportunity to awaken yourself Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, you know, so one of the uh, things we talk about is know the truth, be the light and find your way, mm-hmm. which means you have to find the foundation of truth. So, so how do we find what the real problem is in any situation, right? You look around in the health issues or you look around on political issues. How do you as an individual mm-hmm. discern what truth is anymore yes. if you have to do it on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the found systems, there's a whole... Uh, uh, there's two aspects of philosophical way of looking at the world, right? Yep. One is what you call a dialectic, right? Black mm-hmm. and white, yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Left and right, pro and anti, right? In the you know the Chinese symbol of the yin and yang symbol. Yeah. So one way is you always see duality in everything, mm-hmm. but if you notice in the yin yang symbol, there's that center line, which is in many ways the thing where you can actually find truth. Now to find that aspect you have to take a different approach yeah. because those in power want you to be in this side or that side. Mm-hmm. So pro-vax, anti-vax, right? Mm-hmm. Pro-GMO, anti-GMO, right? Uh, Republican, Democrat, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, mm-hmm. and so on. And that is the illusion. That's the yeah. Worldwide Wrestling Federation right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and those in power want the masses to be entertained. That's what Hollywood is, right? Yeah. It is essentially that illusion. Now, 
to break from that illusion, um, you have to, first of all, decide what is your goal. In the Indian tradition, we call it a sankalpa. Yeah. In the U.S. tradition, it's called your goal, right? Mm -hmm. And in Western control system theory, it's called a goal. Yeah. Um, and by the way, there's a, a very, uh, you know, after I finished my Fulbright in 2007, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, when I finished my PhD in 2007 at MIT, after getting my biological engineering degree, mm -hmm. uh, which really helped me understand a way to understand biological systems bottoms up, we created a technology called Cytosol where we could model the human cell on the computer. We could model any disease on the computer, eliminating the need for animal testing. Yep. And using that technology, we could understand the alchemy of food and ingredients, et cetera. It's what my grandmother did intuitively. That was Cytosol. So anyway, having yep. done that, going through the journey of all those degrees at MIT, I took time to go back to India in 2007 to okay. see if I could interconnect Eastern and Western medicine. So awesome. what that, yeah. And so that, so the problem is in the Western world, we look at things as genes and proteins and, yeah. you know, force and mass and so on. Right. Mm -hmm. And having mastered that, you know, I had the credibility to go back to India and look at this other world mm -hmm. in the Indian system of medicine or the Indian philosophical traditions. You have these words, earth, fire, water, vata, pitta, mm -hmm. kapha, prakriti, purusha, right. Yes. And chakras and datus. And then you have karma and sankalpa and indriyas and mm -hmm. manas. There's a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. So here you have these two different worlds genes, proteins, mass, electrons, matter, right? Uh, equations, right? You know, the highest level of mathematics I could have learned, right? Mm -hmm. And over here, I'd also learned these other traditions. And I saw my grandmother heal people. And I saw also Western medicine have its place, right? Yeah. God forbid you get in a major car accident. It's excellent for crisis management. It doesn't yeah. know anything about prevention, yeah. but it's good in that realm, okay? I agree, I agree. So having experienced both these worlds, yeah. when I... Uh, went back to India and I, you know, I was traveled all over India. And I was, I, I was taught meditation at a very young age. Um, mm -hmm. at the, at, at, when I was 12 years old, um, you know, traverse all the spiritual traditions, I've had some amazing and deep spiritual experiences. Um, as many of, you know, many of the ones you read in the books with yogis, et cetera. But for me, the interesting thing was why, what was going on here? You had all these words describing some sense of reality yes. and this describing it. And the conclusion that the big aha moment I had was in Western systems theory, they have a way that you describe intelligence or intelligent systems that we use in cybernetics and robotics. Mm -hmm. And that begins with a control system. You can think about your thermostat. It has a goal, right? Mm -hmm. It has an output. It has sensors, which is a thermometer. It mm -hmm. figures out how much hot water to send into your home, right? Exactly. Which is called a controller based on achieving a temperature. Anyway, if you go through this entire process, that is called a control system. Mm -hmm. And it comes from systems theory. And there are about nine terms that can describe that. Input, output, transport, conversion, storage, goal, sensor, and um, and disturbance, okay? And, yeah. and we can get into that. Yeah. But in the Indian system of medicine, my grandmother used a whole different lingua franca. Mm -hmm. When she looked at you, she figured you're a vata, pitta, or someone else is a pitta, kapha, and you have a disturbance, which means you're off balance, okay. all right? So there's a whole system of Indian medicine. There's also a system of Indian yoga. When you met with your yogi, they would ask you, you would figure out with your yogi what your goal in life was. That was called your sankalpa or your mission. Mm -hmm. Then the notion in the Indian yogic system was you had indriyas, which were your senses, at least mm -hmm. your five senses, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had manas, which was your mind, which was the ability to make rational decisions. And all of this to achieving your goal occurred in the midst of vikaras, 
The cars were those disturbances that came in life, mm-hmm. those that would get in your way. And the Indian yogi said, Rishi said, written out all of these, hopefully to help people so you could accelerate your growth. Mm-hmm. Well, when you take that system of yoga and you combine it with the Indian system of medicine, yeah. the big aha I had was when you combine them, those things match one-to-one with Western control system theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, input is karma. Karma is actually right action. A lot of people don't understand this. Yeah. The movement of energy, which we call vatha, is transport. Mm-hmm. The conversion of energy, matter, and information in different forms, well, guess what that is? That is pitta, mm-hmm. conversion. Storage or structure is that aspect of the universe which provides structural elements. Yeah. Stores things like the beams in the house, your, um, you know, the USB drive, which stores, yeah. you know, information or your physical skeletal structure. And then, so that's the storage or structural element. So you see transport conversion storage is Vata, Pitta, Kapha. Mm. And then the point is that you have Sankalpa is your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Your Indriya or your sensors, like in a control system, a robot has sensors. And then you have the concept of the controller, which is manas, your mind. And then you have disturbance or vikaras. So I had made a profound discovery, which was that the Western system is control systems theory, which is what the Western, everything we see around us would not exist because of that. Airplanes, computers, you go down the list, microphones, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, that system of understanding these systems are what the Rishis have figured out. They use a different terminology. Unfortunately, a lot of the people who study Indian yoga or Indian medicine including Indians don't even know what they're talking about because they just use these terms. Yeah. The Westerner comes to them and say, hey, what does that mean? They hand wave, you know, Deepak Chopra has this problem, right? So mm-hmm. he couldn't explain it. Deepak, mm-hmm. you know, I know him, good guy, right? So he ended up trying to do spirituality. Yeah. But at the foundation of this is an engineering system science. I agree. So so in, so in that, that framework helps us figure out what a real problem is. Getting back to the question, yeah. how do you figure out what a real problem is? Well, you have to look at a complex system. A, you have to understand the interconnections. Mm-hmm. B, you have to understand what the purpose of that system was. Mm-hmm. And you have to see these components. And what will emerge out of that analysis is always what we call the truth, which is beyond left or right. Yeah. All right. So you take something like climate change. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the climate? Well, first of all, it's constantly changing. And it's a very complex, again, this word will show up, system. Mm-hmm. What is the climate? Well, it's, first of all, it's too, from a fluid mechanics and a radio, radiative physics, it's two complex, what are called turbulent fluids interacting the ocean, mm-hmm. which moves at a certain time scale, long time scales, but it's a turbulent fluid. And it's not laminar flow where you can predict the flow. Yeah. And then you have the atmosphere, which is gaseous, right? Mm-hmm. These two fluids are interacting to make sure we get the sun's energy, which is about 5,000, you know, 340 watts per square meter when it hits the earth in order so we don't fry ourselves what happens yeah. <laughs> 140 of watts is returned back the 200 that comes in mm-hmm. is also sent back through a process called convection where the earth's surface you know uh, uh acts like a frying pan yeah. and the remaining 200 goes in. now why am i sharing this all with you well first of all the equations for even describing one turbulent fluid still have not been solved it's called the navier-stokes equation so if you want to solve two different fluids, yeah. it's right now it's an impossible problem to solve. Yeah. So here you have one set of people who are claiming they've solved it with models, very difficult to solve. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then out of all this complexity, telling people 
the opposite of systems is a reductionism that CO2 is a problem. We have to get rid of CO2. Not thinking what happens if CO2 levels go below about 180 or 200 parts per million. Everything on the earth dies. Mm -hmm. So you have people taking a very complex system, not focused on the real problem. They focused on a distraction. Why? Because blaming CO2 leads to another very interesting business opportunity. And I did a whole video on the Paris Accords, right? Because this is going at the real issue, which is you say carbon is, CO2 is a problem. Mm -hmm. You then incentivize people to pollute. China can now double their pollution according to Paris Accords from 11 billion to 22 billion metric tons of carbon. And then after 2030, the polluters, they don't have to lower the pollution. They simply have to buy carbon credits. Mm -hmm. There's a limited number of carbon credits, which will go up in price. Al Gore, you know, a few people become trillionaires. So you're incentivizing pollution when air pollution, uh, you know, COPD is the number one source of death worldwide. Mm -hmm. So China right now is allowed to go from 11 billion metric tons of carbon to 22 billion. That's not, there's no benefit to this. You're not solving the problem. The real problem is lowering pollution, right? That's what we should be, instead of doing that, we've diverted the problem to CO2. So, but if you take a systems approach, you can see this right away. Art is a very good way, drawings, interconnections, help you see truth because you start seeing truth emerges from those interconnections. So in order to get to the real problem in any situation, we have to take a systems approach. So if you look at the world today and you apply that systems approach, you know, the, the, in, the educational model that, uh, you know, that I've put together teaches people that what you see right now, the framework that you want to be able to understand that is through the framework of a systems approach, freedom, truth, and health freedom, truth, and health. Let me explain. And you can apply this anywhere. So if you look at health for far too long, you've had the earthy, crunchy granola people who are into um, a certain lifestyle. They've been Mm -hmm. the community of health, okay, over here. And they typically try to be cool, be kind to the world, right? Do their thing. Mm -hmm. And that's been the health world, right? Over here, you've had your uh, hardcore people who you may call militant and aggressive or into protecting for, uh, freedom, for the first at 1A or 2A, mm-hmm. Second Amendment. And that's a different type of people. And then mm-hmm. the, the let's call those the freedom lovers. Here the health yeah. lovers. And then you have the people who are the truth lovers or the innovators. People are the nerds, right? The mm-hmm. scientists. Now, these three worlds have always been kept separated. Yeah, it's true. By the media, right? So you have the the crazy, the mad scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Or the quote unquote, the redneck, right? Yeah. Or the health guru, right? Or the health nut over here. Yeah. But, and, and, and this, and these tattered movements are what the establishment wants. But when you take a systems approach, this is what comes. This is what you can use this as a lens of an understanding solution. Mm-hmm. Number one, we need to understand first that freedom, what is freedom? The ability to move things, transport, yeah. which is goes back to the fun, which is Vatha. So you need freedom. And and so when we built our campaign to master truth, freedom and health, it's not a political campaign. It is an engineering scientific campaign. Those words are based on universal laws. So you need freedom. Now, why do you need freedom? Well, without freedom, you cannot practice a scientific method, which means discourse, debate, me disagreeing with you. Well, I, you say the earth goes around the sun. I say the sun goes around the earth. Well, I have data and you go back and forth, back and forth. That's mm-hmm. called the scientific method. You do experiments, you gather data. It doesn't matter how good looking you are, what family you come from. If you make a hypothesis 
and the results show it's not right, you're just wrong. So, you, but you have to have this debate, you, and that comes through exchange of information, movement, right? Freedom, transport, yeah. vatha. With that, we can now practice a scientific method, and then we get to something even more powerful. We get to use the scientific method to take what you thought may be how the world works to find truth. That's a conversion process, the mm -hmm. pitta process, truth. Mm -hmm. And once you find truth, you can now say, oh, you know what the real problem here is? We need to lower pollution, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. Earth's temperature, frankly, the Earth knows how to modulate stuff. It's yeah. a resilient system. And it's been doing that for billions of years. Mm -hmm. So you look at, you, you're able to see, okay, if we really can have freedom and we don't have censorship, we can do real science, we'll find out when you put that mask, right, around your mouth. Yeah. And we've just done three years of research on this with the Forsyth Institute at Harvard, that you, the molecular pathways that get turned on, yeah. There are 700 microbes in your mouth. When you put this mask on, particularly for young kids, you're raising the temperature in this very important area mm -hmm. and you're lowering the pH, which increases acidity. Yeah. So forget the left, right? If you forget pro-mask, anti-mask, but you've yeah. just changed the microenvironment in this area. Yeah. And that is going to allow three important microbes to grow, which lead to periodontal disease, which leads to tooth decay, et cetera. Yeah. And then you take a systems perspective, the oral health is related to brain health, is mm -hmm. related to gut health, cardiovascular health, everything. Yeah. So you think just doing this, this little solution versus going back and saying, wait a minute, the body is a very complex system. Mm -hmm. We need to improve immunity. We need to boost immunity. Yeah. Human beings have evolved as a resilient system also. So truth helps you, guides you to identify the real problem in a situation, not the fake problem. Yeah. And with yeah. the real problem, you can say, oh, I, I got to boost my immunity. That's how I get to help. Health, physical health, I also have to increase the infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. I should create a better infrastructure, right? Yeah. So, because when you have a better infrastructure, better schools, better systems, kids get educated. The civil rights movement never did that. Exactly. The Kennedys never did that. Yeah. They never built infrastructure. They found a guy called Martin Luther King, clocked mm -hmm. him in, made mm -hmm. great, he, they used him to mislead the movement, never to address the is issue of infrastructure in inner cities. Same yeah. in India. Gandhi yeah. was parachuted in. He never addressed the issue of the caste system, never addressed the issue of British colonialism. He was brought in to transfer power from... Yeah, yeah it's the same. Men with hats. From, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, so what I'm saying, the real problem we now have, if you apply this framework, because we have a violation of freedom going on, mass censorship, yeah. by not big tech by the government yeah this big see be very careful in in our in massachusetts when i ran for office you know we had ten thousand volunteers twenty thousand uh i mean sorry three thousand volunteers ten thousand lawn signs twenty thousand bumper stickers we raised bottoms up close to two million dollars we were everywhere wow. we know we won that republican primary yeah. as a republican our biggest enemy was a republican party mm -hmm. they didn't want an outsider mm -hmm. so what we discovered was that the voting machines have the ability to multiply votes. This is a real issue. Trump yeah. ain't addressing it. Neither are the Democrats because they're both part of it. Trump mm -hmm. did a little shindig talking about election fraud, mm -hmm. but he never addressed the problem. And he made 300 million doing that. Yeah, That's what he raised. We in Massachusetts went after the real issue. We found out that when you process electronic ballots, they destroy the ballot images. So when you do a hand counted ballot, some of the counties do that. Yeah. In fact, the county that we won in was all hand counted ballots predominantly. Every mm -hmm. other county was electronic ballots where the papers converted to an image, the image yeah. is um, 
you know, using AI done by the computer with S computer algorithms. So what did we discover? We discovered that the ballot images, they destroy, which is the evidence showing that the algorithm could have been in place because the voting machines have a capability, which is by the way, in page 2-126 of the Debo voting manual, which clearly states that if you get a thousand votes, I get a thousand votes, they can multiply your votes by 2.2, multiply my votes by 0.5, you get 2,200, I get 500. This is a feature, Robert, yeah. right? It took a mathematician, it took a guy who came from the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey mm -hmm. to figure this out and talk about it as a Senate candidate. So we filed a lawsuit. And I'm sorry, the first thing we did is we exposed that the government was deleting ballot images. Yeah. What happened? Did Twitter shut me down when I did this? No. The government of Massachusetts, when I exposed these four emails, the Secretary of State admitting mm -hmm. that they delete ballot images and they'll do what they want. They're mm -hmm. violating federal law. When I put those up on Twitter, I've never been turned off Twitter for since you know nine years, mm -hmm. 10 years. But the instant I put that up, the government contacted Twitter. This is what you need yes. to understand. The yes. government of Massachusetts contacted Twitter to throw off a US Senate federal candidate for three weeks. I didn't sit by, I went into court on that central issue. No lawyer wanted to take it on. Yeah. I had to do it myself in federal court. Guess what? The judge heard the case, big victory. Every one of Trump's cases were thrown out. Yeah. Second, he gave us a victory. He acknowledged that they had contacted Twitter, the, came out in testimony. Wow. And then he also has recently ordered that Twitter be involved. So we have violation of freedom. I've experienced it in many, many ways, you know? Of course. So we have right now, we have the violation of freedom. So without freedom, we can't practice science. And having gone to the number one science technology institute in the world, yeah. today, the unfortunate thing is most of the people in science and technology practice the oldest profession, yeah. okay? They're prostitutes to the, where the grants come from. Yeah, so exactly. you have mediocre yeah. people now yeah. who shut their mouths up. Yeah. So we're moving away from the scientific method with the suppression mm -hmm. of freedom yep. to scientific consensus. Everyone says, yes, everyone should wear a mask because Fauci saying it. Now you notice no professor, no a biological scientist anywhere in this country in the world has said anything against it because they need funding from Fauci yeah. and the NIH. Yep. So totally. this occurred in, in the 1970s with the Mansfield Amendment. So we have the loss of truth. And then because with the loss of truth, people don't know what's right for them anymore. Yeah. And then common sense out the out the window on top of that. And you got a cocktail for disaster. <laughs> exactly. You have a cocktail for disaster. Yeah. So the violation of health. Mm -hmm. And with the violation of health, you have people not healthy. Yeah. And which means they don't have the strength, the physical strength, the mental exactly. strength. The yeah. common sense to fight for freedom. So that's the cycle. So what I just taught you in this very simple way is what we are now training people on. I mean, go deeper into it. We have to train the real solution out of this is we have the violation of freedom, the violation of science, and we have the violation of health. The of only course. way out of this is to raise the sword of truth, freedom, and health, and people need to get educated. The reason people follow fools like Robert Kennedy, who talks a good game as though he's against vaccines, a lot of liberals, a lot of very wealthy women saying, oh, Robert Kennedy, he fights against vaccines. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. He's the Maya. He's the illusion. Exactly. And that's, it's layers. You know, I see layers to this because as time, you know, increases like this, as we get forward, even something like that, um, you know, might seem like a good front to get people in. However, like you're saying, it's still a part of that Maya, still a part of that illusion. You know, I think of, uh, you know, Pepsi, Cola and things like um, that are owning, for example, you know, Suja, the juice company, right? They're not stupid. 
right? They're, they see where the money is going. They know people are going towards organic and juicing and getting healthy and stuff. So they're, of course, going to create a juicing company and have, you know, something that's quote unquote healthy on the shelf, even though it's not really healthy, right? Because it's <laughs> still made by Pepsi and blah, blah, blah. So it's always that mask, um, you know, that they're going to front in order to get their, you know, mission out there and get it accomplished. Well, it's interesting, you know, in some ways, pure market capitalism, if it's pure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Open market, you know, may actually be much more viable towards getting to truth. But the point is, even the elites don't even practice what they preach. Exactly. What they've done is they have they have monopoly capitalism. Yeah. They have crony capitalism. Yeah. So it's all an insider's game. So the the left and the right on at the elites talk the same thing. So you can the so as I hope I'm clear to answer your question, truth, freedom, and health are being violated at a very yeah. No, I agree. The other thing that's the other thing that's happening, and this is the opportunity. Look, I never voted in my life. When Trump ran, I said, "Wow, okay." The only reason I decided to vote for him, he was attacking both parties. At least it yeah. appeared that way. Mm-hmm. And then after he got into office, you notice nothing was ever said about Hillary, even though the whole campaign was lock her up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, you had the Q guys come in, create this illusion, trust the plan. Yeah. Trump is some fifth dimensional being, and he can think in ninth dimension. Yeah. And what happened was. Working class in this country just waited and waited and waited, and nothing happened. In fact, what happened was greater subjugation and greater enslavement of working people. Exactly. 600 billionaires in six months double their income, double their wealth. Mm -hmm. Everyday working people's restaurants were shut down. And this was all under Trump. Look, I gave money to Trump, I support him, but you have to look at the actual results. His son in law and his daughter, which had never been in the White House, this is like birth lottery. What the hell are you doing there? They should never have been there. They were friend, very close friends with the Clintons. You know, after Trump got in, Hillary, I mean, uh, Chelsea and Ivanka met, nothing happened. Yeah. What we did get is we're on, on the road to forced vaccinations. We're on the road to the violation of freedom. Yes. We're already there. We're already in- Already there. Already there. Yep. Trump was the white guy that was needed to keep the white working class quiet, placate yeah. them. Because yeah. if Hillary had been in power with all the stuff that went on, there would have been an uprising here. Yeah. But Trump and that phenomenon was kept, kept to keep people in a very powerful way placated. Now, yeah. the way I look at the one way to look at the problem, which will lead to the solution is if you think about the eagle, right, mm-hmm. with its head, its shoulders and its wings, right? Mm-hmm. The head of the eagle is the establishment. They're one. Mm-hmm. But they have two shoulders, Republican and Democrat, mm-hmm. close to the head. You know, over here's Mitch McConnell, over here's the Romneys. And you can go down the list, right? Yep. But over here on, on the left, you have the Hillary Clintons, the Bidens, the Obamas. These are the avert establishment. Everyone says, oh, yeah, those guys are evil on the left or the right. Mm-hmm. But this is where the conundrum comes in. This is a Maya. The wings of that eagle flap, and they're used to bring people connected to the establishment. So on the left, yeah. they have people like Bernie Sanders and AOC. Mm-hmm. These people aren't revolutionaries. Yeah. What they are or they'll bark, they'll talk all this stuff against the establishment. In fact, they'll talk stuff against the shoulder of that establishment, the DNC. Bernie does that. Yeah. Jesse Jackson does that. Al Sharpton does that. AOC does that. Why do they do that? Because they need to wave in through their flapping, the young people, right? Working yeah. people back into the establishment. And what do they do with such recurring consistency? At the end of the day, you saw this in 1984. Jesse Jackson was building his own flapping, this rainbow movement, talk, calling out 
these people at the end of the day, he mm -hmm. bowed down to Walter Mondale. He said the lesser of two evils, Bernie, scumbag Bernie. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my very good friends who are very honest people, oh my God, Bernie's a revolutionary. He's going I said, he will give all your votes to Hillary on the Democratic Convention yeah. because he's the not so obvious establishment. No, yeah. no, no, Shiva, you're a a-hole. You, you think you're critical of you know everything, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what Bernie did. It's mm -hmm. science because a not so obvious establishment is like physics or gravity. Yeah. So what did Bernie do? He brought them all in. He bowed down. He did it again for Biden. Even Tulsi Gabbard, where you are, you know Hawaii is one of the most corrupt, number one rated most corrupt states, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Gabbard talks all this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, against the, you know, her shtick is a military industrial complex. Yep. But at the end of the day, she endorsed Biden. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then she'll say, well, I'm a Democrat. No, you're not. You're a human being. You just talked all this stuff, which appeared like you were a principled person. And you also were on the Council of Foreign Relations. Yeah. All right. Yes, you may be a Hindu and you may do namaste. That's all pretty good. OK, yeah. Doesn't <laughs> leave out the fact that at the end of the day, you endorsed Joe Biden, yeah. who's the shoulder. Yeah. He is the wing yeah. of the establishment. Now, the same thing is occurring right now on the right. You have the Mitch McConnell's, you have the Romney's, right? Mm -hmm. Trump spoke a good game. Every one of his lawsuits were thrown out. I looked mm -hmm. as I mean, I helped uh, you know, Lynn Wood, you know, Sydney with their with the affidavits. We in Massachusetts, starting in September to November, we were going after the real crime scene. Yeah. And when Michigan came, I had done all the math. If you remember, I did the analysis on Michigan and uh, Arizona went viral. Then the White House called me Mark Meadows. Yeah. Then I got a call from the RNC. And then Eric Trump called me. Why were they calling me? I said, well, are they going to do anything? They never delivered us any data to help them. Mm -hmm. I was going after the real crime scene, the real problem which is those voting machines, they were just talking about mail-in ballots. Like yeah. the Democrats have been talking about voter suppression for 20 years. Yeah. It's a way to keep the masses entertained. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. Trump raised 300 million. He conceded. All of his lawsuits have failed. And why is it me in federal court? I have no legal experience. Why are my two lawsuits succeeding so far? Yeah. So Trump is now the Bernie of the right. Yeah. That's a crystal. No, that's a good, that's a really good way to look at, it, especially with the eagle analogy, because people have to see that it's all connected. And I like how um, the language that you're using, because it's really important, because what we said earlier with the reductionist, right, I think those are your two options. And that's the justification, right? But at the end of the day, you're still caught in that web of duality, which isn't going to get us anywhere as a whole as a civilization. So that's the, the big change that needs to happen from within and having that education is the biggest component, because that was going to bring, you know, the empowerment for the individual to really have the confidence to go that direction that they want to go instead of being caught in that web of duality you know and now the way that i look at it you know there's even more um, you know things that the government the matrix you know has to create you know in order to get that web you know stronger and bigger to bring more people in right and this age you know that we're living in it's getting harder and harder to, to do that right to really seep and get past that web and get beyond it unless you're fully you know healthy and able as a human body to get past that which you know to be honest most of the population isn't right because of all of these spokes on the wheel here that are connected with you know the meat industry dairy industry there's a reason why you know mcdonald's is open during this you know pandemic and everything else is shut down right so to me all of this is connected it's connected and 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 uh, the important thing is robert for people to understand so there's a you'll you'll go on the internet and you'll find out you know you'll read people talking about conspiracy theory this and that and yeah, of course okay fine yeah. but they do not give people 
something to hang on to in yeah. a very real way and what to do. Yeah. That is what engineers do. So I don't know if you can share on your screen there if you want to do this now or later, but yeah. that is an engineering systems approach. You know, when I was 14, yeah. I got to work as a full-time research fellow in a medical yeah. school. I, I, was, I worked my butt off, was mm -hmm. reasonably smart, and I was given this opportunity to solve a problem. Yeah. And the problem was why were babies dying in their sleep? Okay, mm -hmm. which is called sudden infant death syndrome. So I applied my mathematical techniques. I was getting a full-time job while in high school. Mm -hmm. Used to travel 30 miles. Most parents are afraid to send their kids down the road right now, yeah. right? And work in Newark, which was, no one went into Newark. And that's where Rutgers Medical School was located. And I figured out a way to analyze sleep patterns of babies and figure out, you know, and I wrote papers before I came to MIT. Didn't have to go to MIT for this. Mm -hmm. That was done in, a, in an infrastructure of a loving family, a mentor and public school teachers in the 70s who cared. Yeah. Then I was given another problem. Yeah. And this was a real problem. These secretaries mm -hmm. used this thing called the inner office mail system. Yeah. You know, here were these poor secretaries, always women, very sexist environment, right? Yeah. Women were always the secretaries and they would have to type these memos out on a piece mm -hmm. of paper to from subject. They'd make carbon copies. If I was writing you a letter to hire someone else, mm -hmm. I'd have to send you a carbon copy to someone else. Yeah. And then you would attach an attachment you'd put it in an envelope and you put it in these pneumatic tubes. It was a complex system. Yeah. And if they had to do four CCs or 10 CCs, the secretary would be there all night, retyping, retyping, retyping. Okay. Wow. You didn't have Xerox machines that were expensive in those days. Yeah. So I was asked to convert that system. The problem was not simply exchanging text messages, that entire system. And I named that, wrote 50,000 lines of code, named that system email and got the first US copyright. So why am I telling this? The reason I'm telling this is I solved a problem in an environment of a civilian problem. Yeah, that's beautiful. So 30 year, 33 years later, went into the Smithsonian, which should have been um, uh, when my mom died, she had saved everything. Yeah. And Time Magazine wrote an article called The Man Who Invented Email. Now, instead of celebrating that, the liberal mm -hmm. elites called me all sorts of horrible names. By the way, don't give any money. <laughs> the facts are so obvious a 14-year-old kid invented email, yeah. right? Yeah. These same liberal elites who claim they stand for Black Lives Matter don't mm -hmm. like it because it was done before I came to their liberal institution. Yes, exactly. Newark, New Jersey. And it proves the central point that innovation can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. And what is innovation? Yeah. Innovation is a spark of the divine. Yeah. Each true. one of us has that spark for creativity and innovation. You don't have to freaking go to MIT. Yeah. Well, I did go to MIT, you know, was on the front page of MIT for inventing many things. But the day in on February 16th, 2012, mm -hmm. when my materials went into the Smithsonian saying, wait a minute, email was done before MIT, it sparked a shit show. Because it goes to the heart of the establishment, this is the problem, they're creating no different than the caste system that yeah, we have when exactly. I left yep. India. Exactly. That means people are smart, everyone else is stupid, yeah. and we will tell you what to do. Yeah. And that's why the invention of email is a very important story and it should be defended and celebrated because the invention of email did not occur by the military industrial complex trying to solve a military problem. It occurred from a 14 year old kid trying to solve a civilian problem mm -hmm. to help these secretaries who people thought were not even capable of using the computer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, 
Great example. Great example. That's and that's something that yeah is translatable to to any any problem that we have right now, especially what's what's going on. So I just want to touch、um, a little bit on the on the. The duality part, because this is the biggest problem that people have, right? How to get out of that duality? How to get away from that control? You know, from the matrix, from the government, and breaking free of that themselves, and not being a part of the left or right, or pro-vax or anti-vax, and whether they want to take the vaccine or not, whether they do this or not, how can they have that, you know, empowerment for themselves to really get? The solutions, right? Instead of being caught in that web of misinformation, you know. At the end of the day, I think people really just want choices, right? And that's something that falls in line with the freedom, as far as the systems that you're talking about. And that's the, the you know, the biggest component that's missing that they don't have. Therefore, they're just being, you know, shoved in this one direction, and that's it. So as long as we can provide the education, then they have choices. Therefore, they can hopefully go a different path. But right now, the way that I see it, you know, the word mandatory is popping up, and people get in this fear-based. You know mentality very quickly, and that's where the control comes in. That's where things, you know, the shields go down, and people start going into the corral like sheep, right? So how can they get out of that and become the shepherd? You know? Yeah. Well, look, I, I can say with、uh, all humility and、uh, the utmost emphasis that you know、uh, I was doing an interview with a guy, and he said, "Shiva, you invented email, you did cytosol, but your greatest legacy will be the platform you've created for truth, freedom, and health.、Mm-hmm. The only way forward." And I say this emphatically. It's like、yeah. you know, think about a teacher <laughs> telling you, if you want to do a good、uh, paper, right,、yeah. you have to understand expository writing. If you want to good, and that's what I'm going to tell everyone listening very carefully, is that nothing you're never going to be able to solve a problem or find the real solution without systems approach. So what、yeah. the only way forward is the movement that we started creating in Massachusetts, the Senate campaign, has transformed now to the movement for truth, freedom, and health.、Mm-hmm. That movement. Is recognizing that we have this problem where people are uneducated.、Yeah. They're uneducated in political theory and history, everything.、Yeah. So they get easily caught by the wings of the establishment, the Bernies, the Kennedys, right? Who manipulate.、Yeah. The only way out of it is number one: you have to learn the foundations of systems,、yeah. which we put together as a course, accessible to everyone.、Yeah. You know, I used to when I used to te- you don't have to go to MIT. I used to teach it all over the world. Number one.、Mm-hmm. Number two. Once you learn that, your political consciousness is going to go from here to the stratosphere, and you、mm-hmm. may feel alone. So, number two, you need a community. Well, the community、mm-hmm. obviously can't be on most of the social media.、Yeah. So, you know, twenty years ago, I created the biggest data center for electronic communication for the largest Fortune one thousand companies. I own that data center, so I've donated that to the cause, and we're using that data center where we built our own tools. We don't have. To, I don't want to go compete with Facebook or Twitter, but、yeah. for Those people are the those who are committed to moving down this path from unconscious incompetence to conscious、yes. incompetence, right? And to conscious competence, they learn this, and then they get community, which we have on our own infrastructure.、Yeah. And then third, what they can do is they need to. It's fine to learn knowledge. It's fine now you're socializing with people, being、yeah. social, social media. But you need to act, and that action must be on the ground, physical.、Yep. The future is offline. So for that, we've created tools. So if you take the issue of masks,、yeah. well, we want to go back to science. So there's a deep paper that we've written, a scientific paper, which is about to be published, on showing at the molecular systems level what masks do to your mouth.、Yeah. But then we distill that easier to a little business card. You can go print that card out and educate your local coffee house person who's wearing the mask or your local、yeah. parent, and it、mm-hmm. drives them back to the scientific education. 
Exactly. And then we're also building the legal framework on what you can do. Yeah. Let's take something like election integrity. Forget Trump. He's not going to do anything. He's going to run the WWF wrestling and he's going to garner money. What can you do? Simple. You go to the uh, VA Shiva. We have a card there. And it teaches you on the local ground. This is what everyone can do in their own local town, wherever you are in Honolulu, et cetera. You go to the local town hall mm-hmm. and you can do it via email. So if you don't want to go there physically, you ask them for two pieces of information. And everyone should be doing, we're going to unleash that shortly, Robert, that movement. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's the one person, one vote movement. It's not just clean elections. It's clean elections, one person, one vote. That's the heart of the voting machine. So we want citizens to have this experience of writing to their town clerk and asking them for two pieces of data from the 2020 election. One is called a participating voters list. Let's call that the number P of all the people that actually voted in that election in your local town. Yeah. P. Then you look at the actual votes. Well, P should equal V, right? Yeah. Basic math. Well, everywhere we went, P doesn't equal V. Mm-hmm. It should. Yeah. More votes than voters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is something people can do. Then they can send that data to us if they can't don't don't want to tabulate it. And then if they have problems getting that data, now they're going to see the corruption in their local towns. Mm-hmm. We're providing them legal tools that they can file back at the local level. We want across the United States. If you just take that issue, imagine having fifty thousand truth, freedom, and health warriors mm-hmm. learning how to educate people. Look, thirty percent of people are never going to ever listen to you. Okay, yeah. no matter what you tell yeah. them, the twenty percent are in already on your side. It's the 50% that we need to bring over with compassion, but with education. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to do that, the individual needs to get the political theory. It's like you're learning, you're learning physics. Yeah. Here you're learning the physics of pretty much the, the, the most important physics, system science. Yeah. So this is the only way forward. Look, I've been a student of politics, a student of uh, science, engineering, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And there's a video that, I don't know if you want to play now, Robert, but it's on vashiva.com slash join. It's a great video. Yeah, it really great. talks about this. Yep. And, and it teaches people that if you are serious about changing the world, you have to A, stop whining. Mm-hmm. B, you have to understand knowledge is actually power. My great grandfather who worked his butt off was an indentured servant. You know, yeah. he would channel the gods. You know, when he died, he went to Mahasamadhi and he wasn't some guru. Okay. Yeah. Meaning he didn't go to an ashram and do that. He was a hardworking laborer. But when he went to die, he called everyone together and he said, I'm leaving now. He said, I've left. There's no debt. This is the money, wherever it was. And he went into, and then then he left his body. But he was very frugal. He had very little. But when it came to education, Mm -hmm. if a local village boy needed, he would do whatever he could to help that guy. So people do not understand the power of education, then nothing will change. And that power of education is what you're going to get from a low caste Indian kid who came to American working class neighborhoods had the fortune of getting four MIT degrees mm-hmm. and who's never forgotten where he came from. That is the weapon that we have. And without that weapon being utilized, you will always be following fools like Robert Kennedy on the left, fools like Bernie Sanders or yeah. con men like Trump, mm-hmm. left and right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and true. we will never have liberation. Then we get the Maya we deserve. We yeah. get the fascism, the yeah censorship we deserve the only way out is a bottoms-up movement because the universe is decentralized the universe is everywhere right every every particle of matter has the divine in it and so that's where we have to focus on 
if you're giving away your power, oh, what's going, what's Trump going to do now? What's Biden going to do now? Well, it's very freaking foolish. You're going to, yeah. when you ask the wrong questions, you're going to get garbage answers and you're going to yeah. live in hell. The only yeah. way forward is what I've, you know, been fortunately been able to create. This is what life has brought me to. Those four MIT degrees, fighting wherever I went, you know, the understanding of systems, the integrating of Eastern and Western medicine. So, you know, to answer the question I put up there, what is a healer? Well, in the traditional, when you look at my journey across East and West, what is a healer? Well, in the traditional uh, definition, by the way, the, the Siddhas of South India was probably mm -hmm. the most ancient tradition across all of India, probably in the world. The Siddhas were the enlightened teachers who had five branches of what they taught martial arts, the integration of, uh, you know, the use of heavy metals, mm -hmm. the herbal arts, uh, yoga and meditation. By the way, yeah. meditation was taught to people at the end of a process. There are a lot of people who go study yoga and meditation. You know what? If you had a real guru, first he made you work. First he taught you discipline. Then he taught you how to balance a checkbook. Yeah. Then in one minute you were taught yoga and meditation. Yeah. A lot of the people who are into the new age movement go learn yoga and meditation, but they didn't learn any of the other stuff. They didn't learn hard work. They didn't learn discipline. They didn't learn any schedule. None of that. Yoga was the end of a process, but that's what the Siddhas were. Siddha meant enlightened ones. So that's a tradition that is the most ancient tradition. And in that tradition, a Vaidhir, V-A-Y-D-Y-A-R, is what they call a healer. But you know what the definition of Vaidhir is? A Vaidhir has two meanings. It's mm -hmm. one who's a warrior and a healer. So a warrior goes to fight death. A healer goes to fight death. And what's happened in this culture is we said, oh, if you're a warrior, the new age people do this. You know, man, mellow out. Why are you getting all upset? Mm -hmm. That's not what a yogi no. is. Mm -hmm. And a yogi has the warrior's mind and the warrior mm -hmm. proclivity, and the yogi is a healer. Yeah. That is a true tradition of a yogi. So I see a lot of these yoga people today, they wear their yoga pants and they go meditate and they go to ashrams, da 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 da, da but mm -hmm. they do not understand the essence of what yoga truly was. It was supposed, karma yoga is you're supposed to live in this world fully. Yeah. You're supposed to participate in it. And you're supposed to be an agent of change. You're supposed to be a vehicle for the exactly. life. Yep. So, and, so you have two choices in the world. Yeah. You know, Voltaire talked about it. You can go create your own little garden, live yeah. over here. You know, pollution drops out of the sky. You can't <laughs> avoid it. Fukushima is over here. It's going to come over to you. So we have no choice anymore to live in our little hovels anymore yeah. because the problems of the world are so fully intertwined. The only way forward is to become warriors. And the warrior is also the healer. If you go look at the Christian tradition, the Archangel Michael, mm -hmm. he's the one who chases the, the yeah. devils out of heaven and he has a peacock feather. He's also the healing God. In the mm -hmm. Indian, most ancient Hindu tradition, the Lord Murugan, Shiva's son, mm -hmm. also is the medicine God yeah. and he's a war God. And he also mm -hmm. rides the peacock feathers. It's quite fascinating, these archetypes. Yeah. So this is what a healer truly is. Yeah. And, and healers don't come in the way you want them to do. They may be very aggressive. They may tell the truth the way you may not like to hear it with yeah. such like a razor sharp edge yeah. to slice things up. And that bothers some people. It does. So, and, you know, I notice, you know, people expect people to talk in diplomatic ways, Robert, right? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they want them to be a certain way. Yeah. And the truth is that the devil, 
that evil is not so kind. Mm -hmm. And the people who talk with such diplomacy all the time, watch out for them. Yeah. And the people who are who speak their mind, you know, directly, you should probably look at them again. But yeah. that's what we live in. We live in a world where truth gets defined as lies. Lies become truth. Yeah. The people are actually trying to get the word out, right? They get yeah. demonized by the demons. Yeah. So that's why so, without this education, which has taken me 50 years to build, without yeah. the platform, which came from all the engineering education, people are going to be lost. And this is your movement. It's not mine. I'm merely a catalyst, mm -hmm. which got opportunity to get educated. So that's the only way forward. We must take a systems approach. Yeah, perfect. No, perfect. Yeah, you couldn't have... I think the people that you interconnect with, I think the people that you invite into you particular, Robert, I think yeah. there's a huge opportunity for the people who are in the health movement, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Because people are looking for those answers and, and how to how to make that next step forward. You know, that's really what it is. I think people get caught in the conspiracy theories, they get caught in the problems, they get caught in that as a web and getting caught in that duality without going without, <clears throat> excuse me, without going towards the actual solution and creating that change for yourself. So I'm just curious, one last question as far as the, you know, this is amazing as far as you merging the east and the west and i love the definition of a healer couldn't have hit it spot on even more because that warrior essence is what is being needed right now in the most i think there is a lot of healers and empaths and people that are light workers and things that are wonderful out there however if you're not doing that action that karma in this physical world then what is that you know valuing at all right you're just getting caught in the mystic of them yeah the world there's a reason that you're here you know, a lot of spiritual people say, well, I want to escape to the other worlds. Well, you're sort of missing yeah. that you're physically here. Exactly. You know, Buddha wouldn't answer certain questions. People say, oh, is the world an illusion? Where is God? He said, look, I'm not going to answer some of these questions. It's <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. You are physically here, here and now. Yeah. The issue is what do you do now? Yeah. And the only way forward you fight is only one word. You must fight. Yeah, of course. And, that's, and that could be based. Because yeah. if you do not fight, you're going to be screwed, and that's where we're at right now. Exactly. Because the establishment do not want yeah. you to fight. Yeah. They will give the illusions they're going to fight for you. It's not yep. going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And that, and that's the thing is fight. You know, fighting can come from that place of love and coming from that place of compassion and, and unity. Right? It doesn't have to be this, uh, you know, uh, aggressive or violent or fear-based thing that I think people get caught in, in that programming. But, you know, these are very interesting words you use. Uh, there's a difference between fear. And yeah. aggression, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when a when a you know uh, a, a lion lioness or someone's coming after her cub, yeah, she shows incredible aggression. Okay, yeah. um, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, Christ took the whip and he whipped those guys out of the the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we have to be a little bit clear on you know Shiva you know got, you know has a ferocity to him also of course right mm -hmm. so ferociousness. You know, everything in nature protects out of a real yeah. righteous anger. Mm -hmm. So we have to be making sure we keep balance on this. You know, you you know, I've met some of the most incredible beings in the spiritual worlds, right? Mm -hmm. um, these people aren't like namby pamby people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people have this. You know, a lot of the people study many of the Eastern tr traditions from the West think, oh, it means you sit there and you just chill out and yep. everything's peaceful. No, it's not how it is. You know, if anything, the warrior monk. Okay, mm -hmm. Navy SEALs who I've met are much more spiritual than 99% of the yoga people I've met. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. They have a ferociousness. They have a a uh, a sense of yeah. existence. They're grounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you need that training. 
And so a lot of the new age people have an opportunity here to learn some of the freedom and the truth aspects. And the people who are into the 1A and Second Amendment movement, who you may call quote unquote aggressive, have an opportunity um, to um, learn about innovation and science and also to look at the health issues, right? Yeah, exactly. Because without your personal health, your Second Amendment doesn't mean anything. You can't yep. fire a gun if you're if you have arthritis, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's true. And it, I mean, the biggest takeaway that I get, you know, is coming back from balance, you know, and um, I just want to ask you personally. So after, after, you know, the stories with your grandma are incredible, the shamanism, the plant medicine, this, this world that is, you know, mystic and behind uh, materialism that is powering and paving the way. And then we have this, you know, Western modern material approach. And, you know, from your perspective, from the work that you've seen and the healers that you've been with and the, the gurus and saints and everything that you've been in come in contact with, what would you say is the, is the value here? You know, should people, you know, read the, those books and drop everything and go meditate in some cave in the Himalayas or should they, you know, go practice their, you know, science and head in their direction that is more in a material or scientific approach, you know, as far as value into their life. Well, everyone should do, you know, Jay Forrester, who was a professor at MIT, mm-hmm. was 93 years old when I saw him. He's one of the fathers of system science. He was trying to get MIT to make sure every student learned system science. They didn't want to listen. You know, he wanted to teach at the kindergarten level. Yeah. yeah. The first thing I would tell everyone to go sign up for the Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior course. I'm not saying that for me. I'm saying that because without the foundations of systems, you will not have a framework to understand anything anymore because the world has become so complex. John Kennedy gave a talk in 1962 mm-hmm. to the National Academy of Sciences, 2,500 scientists, very interesting talk. Yes. It's not something everyone knows, but I, I found it um, on YouTube about a couple of years ago. And in yeah. that talk, this is what he says. He goes, we have a conundrum with democracy. Mm-hmm. He says, basically what he was saying is millions of people, hundreds of millions of people like me. And then I'm supposed to make decisions. But then <laughs> my decisions are not based on the people. I come yeah. to you guys called scientists yeah. and I say, hey, um, should I do vaccination? Well, that's what they did, the 1962 Vaccination Act. He signed that. Oh, should I go to... The... So he's asking, out of the hundreds of millions of people, he's asking about 100 people, maybe five university professors, what to do about any political issues. And he's saying, because the world's problem, problems, this is in 62, have become so complex, we have to outsource that understanding to some scientists. Think about that power mm-hmm. the guys in academia have. Yeah. Without the science of systems, which teaches you control systems theory. That's why, you know, it took me, you have to take probably, you know, a ton of courses at MIT. Yeah. But the problem is that most people can't get into MIT. Most yeah. people don't have the time. So I've distilled that in one hour, I can teach people. But mm-hmm. it is the science of systems that is going to be the savior to the world. Yeah. Period. Because without that science, look, there's a lot of people who do Ayurveda. Yeah. yeah. I know Ayurveda has been done for 400 years. You go to ask Maharishi or Deepak, what is Vata Pitta Kaffee? Can't it really explain it? Well, mm-hmm. I was able to explain it mm-hmm. because it was directly related to engineering systems theory. It took me 40 years to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So you have the East over here doing its thing. You have the West yeah. over here. And, you know, when I used to teach this course at MIT, literally, I think I'm, I may mention this. We had on one side of the room, Harvard MD, PhDs, engineers, hardcore people. Yeah. On the other side of the room were tie-dye people. And they would all look at each other. Yeah. And in one hour, they were able to see that they were both not listening or didn't understand because they didn't have the structural framework. That's where we have to start. Mm-hmm. Number one, start there. Number two, what I would tell people to do is always do something physical in the world. 
Do mm -hmm. something that's interconnected to the laws of the universe. Be an electrician, be a plumber, be a landscaper, be an engineer. The more, you know, be a farmer. The mm -hmm. more you remove away from natural laws, you can you can bullshit yourself all day long. True. This is so why true. the hope that we have is working people. Working people get this right away. People yeah. say, oh yeah, I, I see what she was saying. You know, a lot of people are attached to Trump. They did it because people were so starved for anyone to actually fight for them. So they would take exactly. anything. Yep. But once people say, wow, wait a minute, it's not, it's beyond left and right. This now starts to shift people and mm -hmm. working people get this. The educated elites do not get this because they don't really work. They don't yeah. make anything, you know? And so I would say those are the two things. And then go do meditation and yoga, okay? Mm -hmm. First, start with an understanding of how the universe works, you know, takes system science. And that's yeah. the real gift that I have put together as a public service. Number two, do something that's connected to making yeah. something where you can never bullshit yourself. Yep. You know, you know, you said you do farming, right? Yep. If people make something. Those people who m move money around, these people are they're completely divorced. Stockbrokers, what the hell are they doing? Or a lawyer yep. who writes contracts all day? Yep. Right. They're basically working in the abstract. Socrates yeah. never liked the written word. I don't know if you know that because you mm -hmm. knew you could use it to manipulate people. Yeah. So we have to get back to reality. So, I love engineering versus science. Engineers yeah. can't bullshit. Scientists can. Yeah. So it's about getting to reality. And the yoga forms were also are also disintegrated now. And so mm -hmm. if you want to learn real yoga, you got to go back to system science. You have one person teaching Kundalini yoga another yep. people taking the yoga, which is sound and light. Another person speaking, teaching bhakti yoga, open up your heart. Another person speaking hatha yoga, and they all become gurus. They wear their vibhudis, and they and they yeah. want you to sleep with them, and then you get advancement, right? That's yeah. the world of yoga. No yeah. different than the cat what the Catholic Church is about, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, nothing against Catholic. I went to Catholic school. No, I understand. Yeah, it's, yeah. So no, I, I think no, that's, that's the opportunity. Yeah, very well put. Understand a foundation. Without a engineering systems foundation that is come out of integrating Eastern and West, you're always going to be lost. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's that component that's going to drive them to actual truth within themselves instead of searching from the outside. And it's a great way to, to put it too, because I think, like I said, people fall for that trap of mysticism, getting caught in these ideas or getting lost on the internet and going down the rabbit hole with all of this. And when reality, just doing that simple work, like I know <clears throat> more, you know, resilient farmers and educated people that are really smart and that have no idea what these high tech elite things are going on, but it's more practical things. When you study those natural laws of what, is real and then you get away from these man-made laws and then you can really govern your way and navigate towards your own truth and empower yourself and actually get to those results you know faster than being caught on in that web of just illusion you know i have very two dogs here right they're native american indian dogs you know they're mm -hmm. a lot of wolf in them they're very interesting they're you know you know we don't own animals we should think about it this way when we have a uh, a pet that we happen to get or a dog or cat yeah. we should invite them almost like they're they're, they're probably the closest thing we can get to aliens to really understand yeah. another being. So it's a very uh, important opportunity to understand that we should always be connected to the physical yeah. earth somehow. Yeah. Without that connection, it is, it's very, very easy to get lost. Um, you know, you, you don't think about what, what food you put into your mouth. You don't think about yeah. what, what crap comes out of you, right? Yeah. Or what you put out. So, and it's not just that environmental thing. It's much mm -hmm. more deeper than that. So that's why, you know, I, I know you and I've talked, I invite everyone to become a warrior 
you know, a real sense, not just, oh, I'm a warrior. No, I'm talking about a, a real warrior. Exactly. And the intention that I have is to get 50,000 people trained like Jedi Knights. Yeah. You don't need more than that because we're people we want people to learn the nuclear physics i know yeah. um I, I know you'll talk about it but uh, to your audience uh we want to give scholarships to people uh, people come through your uh, frame to do this because we want to invite as many diverse groups of people yeah. uh trumpers non-trumpers right people are into health yeah. there's a whole segment of people who this is the right time for it people is. to get, actually uh have the framework to figure out truth yeah yeah, people are ready. <clears throat> people are ready for those solutions, like I said, and, and getting caught in the way. I think people see where that is headed. And as we get more censored, and as we get into this toxic place, that the internet is not the internet anymore, and the news is not the news, and people are, you know, always going to demand that authentic message and be searching for that truth and be searching for that intimacy as we, you know, are social distance and can't even see each other's faces and things like that. This, you know, is heading down that dark alley that everybody can feel, right? And then, like I said, as we're going down that dark alley people are always going to be searching for the light even even more now so um yeah i just want to thank you for creating this you know system and, and having this in a way go to vashiva.com slash warrior mm-hmm. uh, or vashiva.com slash join so yeah. when you do your full production uh, uh yeah yeah all of that will be in the in the description and i'll have links letting people know you know we still have about uh uh got 400 people here on the live here yeah, um, yeah so perfect what robert and i are talking about is um, it's been a, I hope, Robert, your questions have been great, but yeah. the path forward is taking a deep understanding of how the universe works. And yeah. there is a science of everything. It's called system science. So I invite everyone, if you're serious about this, yeah. take advantage of this. Go to vashiva.com slash join or vashiva.com slash warrior. It's your infrastructure. And whatever you want to uh, contribute, people have asked Dr. Shiva, we want to help you. Well, yeah. I never felt right taking something for nothing. So when people contribute, they can contribute what they want, or they can simply just become a member that we, we've created a forum. We've created a bunch of videos that, you know, are compelling videos that are protected here. But more importantly, those people want to learn. Now, there's a book up there called System and Revolution. There's a scientific definition of revolution you'll learn. Mm-hmm. And there's a tool, Robert, that will teach people how the same systems principles can be applied to their body. So they get a tool called Your Body, Your System. It took me 20 years to develop, so they don't have to fly all, all the way to India to try Mm -hmm. to connect with my grandmother. They can find these systems principles. They can figure out what are the right foods, what are the right uh, supplements, what are the right yoga exercises for their unique body based on where they are today. And that may change. And then those people want to become part of the warrior group. We've created, we want, and we have people all over the world. But the most important thing is our warrior group is meant for those people. Every Monday nights, I offer a three hour course. They can go online and learn it. But we want them to interconnect. But most importantly, we want people to take local action. It's not about just learning from Dr. Shiva. Oh, isn't this nice? No, we want you to take action. Exactly. That's what we want on every one of these issues. And we're more like a quote unquote, a weapons factory, right? We're creating weapons of knowledge, yeah. the science, the legal, and et cetera, so people can deploy those weapons locally. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful way to describe it too. We got to keep that factory alive. And that's exactly what I feel, you know, answering that call as well. And I've always been in that attitude and in that adjustment as far as creating that change and creating that mentality for yourself, right? Because we can't expect it to happen from the outside. And I think a lot of people are, are settling and just waiting around for some something to happen and getting some little, you know, stimulus check or whatever to keep you at bay, but it's not going to really do anything in the longer run because it's just keeping people where they want to be in the corral instead of actually creating that change sustainably. So this is a fantastic way to get out of that corral, become the shepherd and start 
start creating that sustainable change long term. Become the light. And become the light. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Robert. Be the light. Best to you. Yes. Let's win this fight. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you again, Dr. Shiva, for coming on. Namaste. Thank you, everyone who are listening. Let me just say goodbye to everyone here. Thanks, folks. Be well. I'll be back. <laughs>